We have been called to reach this generation with the love and gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. And now, Bishop Peter is obeying this higher call by preaching and teaching the word of God, both in Kenya and in many other nations of the world, supporting the weak and encouraging the brokenhearted. He and his wife Faith founded Overcoming Faith Church, which is involved in evangelism, church planting, leadership training, family enrichment programs and equipping the saints to serve. In their passion and love for the weak and neglected, they have established Happy Life Children's Home for Abandoned Babies, Happy Life Christian School and recently Jesse K. Children's Hospital. Thanks to the many friends and partners who have come along to make this happen. Glory and praise to our God. We continue in the power of vision. Vision is key in all that we do and in all that we aspire to achieve. Vision is a mental picture of the future that creates passion. Vision is a mental picture of the future. It is something that you see into the future that creates passion within you. Passion because you want to, you are inspired, you want to achieve and you want to accomplish something great. People without a future always refer to the past. People without a future will always refer to the past. How wonderful things used to be. There's the right time to refer to the past, but you cannot live in your past. Come out of your past. Amen? Because you have a vision. Then the Lord answered and said, the book of Habakkuk 2 and verse 2, write the vision and make it plain on tablets that he may run who reads it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it will speak and it will not lie. Though it tallies, wait for it, because it will surely come, it will not lie. Amen? So, a number of things that we can derive from this statement of Habakkuk from the word of God. Some facts about vision. One, it says, write the vision. It is important. There is power in writing. Write the vision. Something you take so serious, you write it down. We read from the scriptures because they were written. If they were never written, we could not be reading. So do not just be a story terror and you keep saying, I will do, this is my vision. I want to ask you today, write down that vision. Because when you write down you commit to it. You keep reminding yourself. You have a point of reference. So write down that vision. It's important you write it down. And you realize that as you write it, it gets bigger and broader. Amen? Now, when you see a big building that Probably you see somewhere magnificent, good looking, wonderful. You know, somebody wrote it down on a paper before it was built. It was somebody's vision and dream before it existed and before it was even built. But somebody took that dream and put it on paper. And then, I'm sure before they came up with what exactly, or the, 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 what exactly they were looking for, 
It took time. You keep adjusting, making changes, uh, making it better because you are, you, when you write it, you begin to see it. I think that's the other reason why you write it because when you write it, you can see it. When it is in your mind, it is in your mind and nobody else can see it. But when you begin to write it down, you begin to see it. Number two, break it down. That's what the Bible says, make it plain. Make it plain. Well, if the vision is complex, then sometimes it is hard even for other people to understand it and run with it. So break it down. Make it plain. Bring it to the language of the people. Let people understand. Now, sometimes when you look at the, if I can go back to the analogy of uh, building a great house, the, the, the architecture or the architectural drawings, um, sometimes when you look at them, you may not understand. A lay person will not understand what, what is it all this about. They, they look like just things that have been scribbled and nobody understands what they are. But there's somebody who went to school for seven or ten years and studied how to do those things. But now after you do that, then you need to bring it down to the language where people now understand. And then somebody else will come, a fundi will come or a, a, a contractor will come and now interpret that and make it plain. And after all, all we were talking about were stones, were walls and uh, cement. And uh, put a wall here, put a wall here, put a beam here, put a column here. Uh, how much steel do we need? You know, how much? Oh, this was a window. I didn't even know it was a window. The way it looked on that paper, it didn't look like a window. You know, they have a way of hiding things and putting things in a different way. The way it looked on that paper, oh, this is a door. I mean, you should have told me that. It didn't look like a door. You see? Because when you look at those drawings, they look complex. and They, don't, they look like somebody doesn't understand. But when you make it plain, then even a child will understand, well, this is a door. And then they play, they take you through and make you understand, oh, this is a window here. We're putting three windows here. We are putting a wall here. There's a partition here. Oh, then they say, well, these are the rooms. This is the kitchen. This is, this, there are three, there are four bedrooms. I don't know what is your dream house. What, what's your dream? How many bedrooms? You see, without a vision, people perish. If you don't dream it, you'll never come to pass. Hello? It's good to dream. How many? Five bedroom house? It's possible. It's possible. Amen? How many bedroom? Yeah? Four bedroom house? Yeah? How many children do you have? You have to consider. <laughs> well, it's good to have a dream. Put it on paper. Even if you have not taken it for, you know, for a designer to design, begin to design it yourself. Amen? Anything I build, I first design it. Before I take it to the, to the architect or the professionals, I first design it because you can't just go to the architect and tell them, I want a four-bedroom house. They begin to ask you where. Where is the land? How does it look like? Is it a rectangle? Is it a triangle? Is it a, uh, how does it, how, how big is the land? So before I take it to the professional, I first dream it and I begin to put it. I may not be a professional. I may not have the measurements and the, able to design, but I first see it and begin to put it on paper. So I want you now, that dream that you have, it could be a house or something else or business or whatever it is that you want to, to, to achieve, begin to write it down. Begin just to scribble things. <laughs> Amen? Be begin just to, to scribble things. And when you begin to, to write them, one time they become a reality. Amen. Amen. There's power in writing. Sometimes I, when I have time and I try to look for time, I don't have a right notebook here, but uh, I had a notebook that I scribbled, the Transform Africa, 
One time I was just seated and a bit probably a different one. And uh, I'll come and show you what I'm talking about. And, and I just sat down and scribbled things. I drew the map of Africa and I begin to write things and scribble, you know, leadership, education, faith, youth, business, media, family, and all that. And I was sitting somewhere for probably five hours, just dreaming and, and praying and thinking and you know, writing. And, and when you're dreaming, don't just, don't, go, just, don't just go anywhere. It's good to, to go to a place that is conducive for your dream. Amen? Leave everybody and go and dream. Sometimes I take time off just to go and dream. Amen? And sit down somewhere just by myself. Maybe a water or cup of tea or something, whatever it is, or coffee or yogurt or uh, juice. Hakuna nyama, January, so that's okay. <laughs> but, but I just take time off just to go sit somewhere. You need that time. You need that time where you go and sit down and dream. And I, I value that time. Amen? I value that time. Because sometimes when you are so much engaged into a lot of business, oh, move from here, go here, children, nini, leave, even leave those children, go and just sit somewhere and begin to dream. Amen? You know when you are in the middle of just designing something, dreaming, and then a child is here, oh, daddy, mom, hey, you know, we are Megonga, who you, and tell hey, they are crying, and, and now all your dream disappears in the, with, the, with the wind. You know? Uh, you know, sometimes just be alone. Maybe even your husband is not there, your wife is not there, you're just there by yourself. Maybe we need to switch off the phone and just dream. You can't be dreaming and uh, you're looking at WhatsApp and messages. Ha, oh, oh, and, and you're looking at, oh, you're watching football and you're trying to dream. No. You have to switch off the TV, go out somewhere, just go and look for a quiet place and dream. Amen? And dream. It's important because without a vision, people perish. So write it. Write it. And now what I was trying to draw and dream and all that, then uh, this is what we have. It's already now a vision we are praying for. Now, now we, are, we, are, we are in the, in the, it's like the dream is in the incubator now. Trying to, and I want to bring together a team now that we can begin to dream together and see what is this, transform Africa. How are we going to achieve this? Where are we going with it? But it has to be first written. Then I gave somebody now to, to design and come up with all this. And uh, when you look at it, don't you think this notebook looks great? Yeah, it does. If you don't like it, I do. And, 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 and I wrote all what you see in the inside. If you don't have this book, notebook, this is more than a notebook. There's a lot. It's a vision. It's a dream. Amen. It has our mission in the Transform Africa. Uh, the seven spheres that we are talking about, uh, faith, family, leadership, business, uh, media, uh, education, and youth. And th those are the areas we are going to be focusing on to reach Africa. So, so it's important that you, 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 you learn to take time to dream. I mean, even your family, not just a ministry. When did you last just sit down somewhere and begin to think about your family, think about your future, think about your children, think about where are we going? I mean, just to sit down and dream. You know, sometimes we do that with my wife and just sit down, or maybe we are traveling or sit out on the plane or just somewhere, or we are driving from here to Nakuru or Nyeri or someplace and, and just talking about about where are we going? What about this issue? About this issue is a time to dream together and think together, and and think about where where are we going? Amen. And 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 thinking about the future. If you are not married, you can dream. You know, think about your future seriously. And I know we are we are living in days of uh, people want just just small small talks and small things. There is time for serious business. Amen? Don't spend all your life just chatting. Hey, who likes and who likes me? I have this. I, and, and you like just funny, funny. There's time for fun. There's time for, uh, you know, 
laughter and just fun and uh, reading funny things and watching lions, you know, chasing after animals. And there's time for that. But there's also time for serious business. There's time you sit down and think seriously about your life and think about where am I going? Look, take stock of your life. Last year, okay, what did I achieve? Where, what was I able to do last year? You know, what have I done the last five years with my life? If you don't like what you have done, then go back to the drawing board and begin to do. And you know what? When you dream, when you begin to write down things, you'll be surprised. God fulfills those things. He enables you to fulfill them because God works with a vision. If you bring something to God that you, are, you want him to fulfill. If you have nothing to be fulfilled, too bad. God has nothing to fulfill in your life. You have to come with the, to him with a vision. With a mission. Where are you going? What is your dream? What is your vision? Amen. So come to God. That's why I'm saying take time. Don't spend all your time and sometimes, especially in the days we are living in of television and social media and phone and internet, and Wi-Fi, and everything. Uh, you know, it, it, we can be a lot more distracted that we don't have time for serious business. Amen? We don't have time to write, even taking a pen. When I'm writing a book or anything, I, 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 sometimes I'm, I'm not, okay, I'm not very good in typing. My, even my iPad doesn't have a keyboard. But I, I type a lot also, but... I like taking a pen and writing because there's a way my mind flows when I'm writing using a pen. Amen? I like taking a pen and I, sometimes I can sit down and write and write pages and pages and pages. Because when you begin to write, and don't tell me you have nothing to write, just begin to write. <laughs> Amen? When you begin to write, you find ideas begin now to share. Because mind is very interesting because there's a way the mind works. When you don't give your mind any engagement, anything to do, it just sits there. And sometimes you can see somebody staring, and they're not thinking. You wonder, what are you thinking? Oh, <laughs> oh just there. And, and they come back now. They come back to mind. I mean, come back to your senses. Mind has a way of, it's a way you train your mind to work. If you train your mind to think, if you train your mind to go in a certain direction. There are people who, who have their mind always going to small, small things. And you can tell by the way they talk and what they say. Because they're always talking about small things, talking about hair, talking about that design, talking about somebody, another person, this politician, that politician. There's time for that, but you can't spend all your life following politicians following footballers. Do you know they are trying to fulfill their own dreams? And some of you are, you are depressed for a whole week because your team lost. Your team? Give me a break. Your team? How much do you pay for that team? You know? And the whole week, you have wasted a whole week. Ah, yeah, yeah. I thank God I came to church because this week has been bad. Why? Last Sunday my team lost. And that messes your week. Let me tell you, no team will mess even one minute for me. Leave, leave alone a day. I will not allow any team to mess a minute for me. Hallelujah. I can do better than that. Do you know, those guys are fulfilling their dreams. That's why they break their limbs, they break their hands, because they are serious about what they are doing. What are you serious about? <laughs> What are you so committed to? When you look at them, they are committed to something. If you spend all your time and now on social media, and no, no, this politician said, that politician said, that politician said about especially now the BBI. I mean, that politician is saying, oh, we are on this side, we are on that side, we are supporting, we are not supporting. Why are you saying we are not supporting? No, no, you are not supporting. Why, why? No, no, no. And, and you know what? That song can continue for a whole year. And then, then overnight or just all of a sudden the song changes. And the same guys who are singing this song, now they begin to sing another song. It can be a waste of time for everybody. Hallelujah. That's why I don't watch politics. I only 
watch what I want to consume. But you not see me for a whole hour on the phone watching politics. I watch the headlines just to know what is happening in the world. I watch the headlines to know there's a virus we need to, to fight that is in China. And I was seeing the news, now they have shut uh, uh, doors of you know, people coming in and out of China, 30 million people who are supposed to be traveling around China and they have been shut because it's killed, I think, 41 people. It's affected more than 1,000 people all over the world. What I'm saying is that I watch that so that I know how to pray. But again, I can't spend three, four hours just watching news. You know, I know, you know, Trump yesterday attended the, uh, the pro-life match, which is historical because um, no president has ever done that. He supports life. Should, you know, he's against abortion. And that is a plus. That is a plus. Amen. The other president talked about it. Some support, others don't. You know, uh, but Trump decided, I'm not only supporting, but I'm going. That, that man is radical. You may not like him, but you may not hate him. <laughs> He's radical. And uh, sometimes I like just his conviction as a leader. There are things he's convicted about, whether you like it or not. He will not go the part away, but he says, this is my stand. The other day, his student said, America, now we have to start saying Merry Christmas. Because they have been talking, oh, happy holidays, happy holidays. But just because they don't want to talk about Christ, Christmas, Christmas. And they say, oh, happy holidays, because they don't, they hate Christ. But he said, now we can say Merry Christmas. I like that kind of radical leadership. <laughs> Sometimes we need those kind of leaders who don't care whether you like them or not. They are not there to please people, but they stand for the right things. You know, he may not be the best, but again, there are things he stands for, like against abortion, which is something we also support as a church. It's, a, it's in the word of God, and uh, we should not kill babies. That's evil. It's immoral. And God help him to succeed in that. Amen? So, and with the impeachment, I don't know that we pray for him or we do what, but uh, <laughs> the impeachment is halfway, but we pray the will of the Lord shall prevail. <laughs> Amen? God's will, <laughs> maybe God will have mercy on him because of supporting children who are being aborted. <laughs> you, you know, and you think it's a small thing. They were talking of the other day, I think, I don't know how many, I think 48 million Children have been killed in America. That's like the whole population of Kenya. The whole population of Kenya has been killed through abortion in America from when they legalized abortion. So it's a serious thing. Millions of children have been killed. We pray that this devil shall not continue to succeed in America. And they want to bring the same in Kenya. But we are standing against it. And we are saying we will not allow it in the spirit, and even in the physical. Can somebody say amen? amen? So the virus is called, I just remember, this coronavirus. Coronavirus. So it's killed more than 50 people. I've been 56 now. So we need to pray. Father, we pray against that virus. We pray that it shall not continue devastating people in China. It will not even go to the rest of the world. It will not come to Africa. We stop coronavirus in Jesus' name. Amen. So, write the vision. Make it plain. Make it plain. If you have a vision, make it plain. Take time to think through it. Take time just to think. Think. The problem is that the lifestyles we have today, sometimes we don't think. You may think, you think. Until you realize you don't think. <laughs> I don't know how that sounds to you. But let me tell you. If you're only watching, 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 watching. And you're on the social media 24-7. Let me tell you, you're not thinking. That's not thinking. You're not using. Because our brains. If we have a lot of potential. 
in our minds. And many times we are only using 20-30% of the potential we have in our minds. Our minds is limitless. I mean, we can do and achieve so much. Now, you look at people who have come up with some serious stuff. You look at some of the jets they are making. You look at some the ships. You look at the technology. And you can tell there is somebody who sat somewhere and was thinking. <laughs> Amen? Somebody did not just bump into, wow, iPhone 10. Wow, this jet that can, you know, carry 400 people. Somebody did not just bump into it. Somebody did not just bump into a business or a company that is worth 2 billion Kenya shillings. It, it, somebody sat somewhere and had a dream and thought, how can I do this? Somebody did not just succeed. You cannot wake up in the morning and in the afternoon you are successful. Success is not an accident. Amen? It's a strategy. Hello? Are you thinking now? I want you to begin thinking. <laughs> Think about that. It's a strategy. This world, we have people who think. And these are the people who are pioneers, innovators, leaders, people who come up with the great ideas. It is when you think you come up with the great ideas. Even in Kenya, we have had people come up with the great ideas, like M-Pesa. I'm sure M-Pesa was not an accident. Somebody sat down and thought through it. But you see, when they produced that idea, of course other people now build on that. But the initial idea was so important. It was so important. So it's important to think. You give birth because when a child is born, other people now can see the child and the child can now be fed by many other people so that the child can grow. Am I right? But only one woman gives birth to that child. Amen? Only one. Not two. Not three. Only one. But the child now can be fed by so many other people. You can hire somebody to help. The auntie can feed the child. And, and all the others, will, the teachers will help the child to grow. The professors in college will help this child to be shaped, to become what they need to become. The pastors will still help the child like I am doing to, you know, all of you right now, you are my children. I'm trying to shape you and telling you, you need to think, you need to have a vision, you need to have a dream. <laughs> Amen? But you see, only one gives birth to a child. I pray that you be one of those who gives birth to something great. May this world remember you for something great you began. Don't leave this world and depart and you cannot be remembered for anything. Paul says, I don't want to build on the foundation that others have laid. He says, I am a pioneer. I want to begin. I want to start something that will grow, that I can be remembered for. Glory to God. I mean, they say, you know, you start from the scratch. You build it from the scratch. You are honored because you, you are a pioneer. The one, the people who invented the, invent, invented the, the barb or the light, you know, the person who invented the, the, the plane, the aircraft, the, today we have improved a lot on the lighting systems and the aircraft and the cars and the bicycles and all that. You remember those guys from your history or whatever? But, but you know what? They, they cannot be forgotten because pioneers are never forgotten. May God give you a pioneering spirit. But pioneers are only people who sit down Write the vision, break it down. Number three, produce action. 
inspire others. Produce action. After you dream, after you write down the vision, that's not the end. Something needs to be done. Produce action. Amen. Write the vision. Make it plain on tablets. Of course, today we don't use tablets. Okay, we have them. <laughs> we call them tablets, but the old tablets were different. But we still have the tablets here. We call them iPads or whatever. And uh, we have paper, we have books. That he may run who reads it. So, somebody else will run because they are inspired to run with it. So, it's not enough to write it and then break it down. You need to produce action. Let, let there be some, something done, some action. You inspire other people. They see the vision, they understand the vision, and now they run with the vision. They run with the vision. So, when you have a big vision, a big dream, you cannot accomplish it alone. You need other people to understand the vision and now make it their own. I, I like what Apostle Paul says. A few places when he was writing, he would say, according to the gospel of Jesus Christ, our Lord Jesus Christ. And then I think he got so consumed in the gospel and ministry, right alone he would write and say, according to my gospel. Now, it's now not only is it the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, yes it is, but now it has become my gospel. Hallelujah. Yes, God gave me a vision. He gave me a dream. He gave me a ministry. He gave me an idea. But now, it's not only his ministry, his idea. It is now my ministry. I am consumed in that ministry. It is now my ministry. So you need other people who will run with a vision. And when I say people, you probably are thinking of 10 or 20 or 100. No, it could be starting with one. One more person who sees the vision and runs with it. So inspire others to run with it. And then number four, the vision has a time flame. The Bible says, for the vision is yet for an appointed time. So there is a right time for the vision. There is a time flame for the vision. It will happen at the appointed time. So timing is key. After you write the vision, after you break it down, you produce action, then there is the appointed time. It has a time flame. And you have to be sensitive. You have to be discerning enough to understand and to know the time, the ripe time. Now, if you have an orange tree, you don't go harvesting the wrong time because it will not help you. If the oranges are just forming, that's not the time to harvest. But if the time you look at the orange tree and the oranges are calling you, they are looking yellow, they are looking nice, they are, they are now, they, they begin to call you. It is the right time to go and harvest. Everything has a time. Everything, there's a season. There's always the right time to do things. There's a right time to plant. You don't wait until when it's very dry and then you go to plant around that time. You plant when you know the rains are here. You see? So there's the right time. There's the right season. So if you have a vision, you have a dream, timing is critical. Very important. Appointed time. It's the right time to accomplish something. And if you, if you, if you miss the timing, you remember some of you growing up, you had uh, two people hold the rope and you come at the middle and you're jumping up and down. It's all about timing. And some of you could never get it right, no matter how much you tried. 
You always be jumping and the rope hits your feet. And then somebody else comes and is like, they are doing nothing. It's like, it's like, it's like nothing. And then you say, ah, this thing is easy. And then you jump there. The first time the rope, you hit the rope or you step on the rope. And then you try again, the rope hits your head. I mean, it's like you can't, the timing for some people is difficult. But you have to understand the principle of timing. Because if you miss it, then, you know, the Bible talks about in his time, he makes all things beautiful. The Bible talks about in the fullness of time, Jesus came. So, he did not come before or after. He came at the right time. Timing is key. You have to understand when is the right time to move. When is the right time to wait. You have to have a witness. Understand seasons. There are seasons in life. So if you move the wrong season, then um, if you go to the airport, especially the very busy ones, like Heathrow, uh, Lux in California, and others, uh, Toronto, Georgia, and many others, where there is a flight uh, coming down, touching down, and a flight leaving every minute, 24-7. So you can multiply and see how many flights come in. There are thousands of flights coming in and out those kind of airport. Every minute, you look at the airport when you're waiting maybe to board, and you look up, there's a flight leaving and another one coming down the other direction. Every minute, there's a flight leaving and another one coming down. Now, that tells you this is a place you cannot gamble with the time. <laughs> if the, the controller the one in charge, the people in the office back there, because the pilots have to wait to be given the green light, either to take off or to land. They communicate. And sometimes when you board, they'll be telling you, the pilot will tell you, I'm waiting to be given clearance. And sometimes there could be a delay here and there, and they keep you have to, and they cannot move until they are given clearance. Because if you move, then you're headed for a crash. Yeah, if you move, you're headed for a crash because somebody else will be landing and you're taking off and you crash. So timing in this kind of a scenario is critical. It is a matter of life and death. And some people have missed opportunities, blessings, breakthroughs because they missed the timing. The timing. Hallelujah. Even in life, even in the natural life, in normal life settings, there's always the right timing. There's the right time to go to school. You can't bring up your child and when they are 13 is when they are going to nursery, when they are starting school. And they have beard coming out now and they're in class one. Everybody will be looking at them and they'll be appearing on the newspapers. The oldest child. So they'll be making news for the wrong reasons. Because the timing, somebody may be celebrating them and saying, oh, like, who was this? Kemani? Was he Kemani? Maruga or somebody? Yeah? Maruga or some. He was even taken to, I think, New York or some place. He, he was the oldest student in the world. Because I think in his 70s, he was still in primary school. Well, he can be celebrated, but of course he studied, but he didn't do much with that education. He died before it was over. <laughs> because, can you imagine if that kind of a man went to school at the right time? Well, maybe nobody would have noticed, but he would have done much more <laughs> with education that he, he, he received. So, Gubari education is good, but it's not the best. If you miss the opportunity, you can go back, but you'll be seated there you are seated with the children who are 5, 7, 10 years old and you are 65 years old and they are calling you Guka, they are calling you the grandpa. 
So there, there, is a, there will be a disconnect. When they go out to play their games, what do you do? Would you teach them how to play the games? Yeah? And they are looking at you. When you call them, they begin to shake because they are seeing their grandfather calling them. Timing. The time to go to school and the time to go to college. There's a time to get married. It's the right time to get married. Hello? There's a time, right time to get married. Don't ask me how many years. <laughs> but you all know there is a time, the right time to, to get married. Amen. And I'm not saying you must be married when you are 25 or 27 or whatever, but, but there is a right time. Actually, you don't need to be told. The time comes. <laughs> the time comes when you begin to look around. Amen. There are times when teenagers, young people are just everywhere, jumping and all that, and uh, they're not even thinking about marriage. And you ask them, when are you going to get married? Who? Me? Ah, that's, that's not for me. But wait until they are beaten by that animal. <laughs> and now they begin to say, I'm looking. I'm not sure who. Who? Is it this one or that one? Brown? Blue, yellow, tall, short. They are not sure. Now the time has come. At the right time even to get children. Amen. The right time. Don't tell me you want to have your child when you are 55. Yeah, the Lord is able to perform a miracle, but that will be a miracle. <laughs> we already call it a miracle. It will not, but when you... <laughs> When you get a child at the right time, it doesn't go to the newspapers. But if somebody gets a child when they are 55, it goes to the headlines. A woman gives birth at 55. It's a miracle. And some will say it's a miracle, others will say other things. Well, there's the right time to retire. It's the right time to slow down in life. It's the right time to invest. It's the right time to do different things in life. It's the right season. Amen. It's the right season. So, look at that time. When you have a vision, timing is key. It's crucial. Very important. It's for an appointed time. Amen. It's even the right time to die. Don't die before that time. Please, I beg you. Don't die before that time. <laughs> Amen. Don't. Where are you going? Too early. Some people may go to heaven and they are told, why are you coming so early? I mean, yes, you are in heaven, but there was still much more. When you die, die like Miles Monroe who said, I want to die empty. Now you are dying, you have not even done much. Why die so early? At least leave the world a better place than you found it. <laughs> Like Apostle Paul, he got to a place and he said, now I'm ready to go. I've done my part, I'm ready. You can't tell me you're ready to go and you're 29. Oh, I'm ready. You just need a revival. You just need another injection. Hallelujah. You need a booster. Amen. You remember Elijah when he was telling God, kill me. Kill me now. I want to come home. And the Lord say, Elijah, no. Amuka ukule, safari nindefu. It's not time to come home. I will let you know when it is the time to come home. So they, God was saying to Elijah, Elijah still will die. But you know what? There's the right time to die. <laughs> Amen. Paul knew it. And he said, you know what? I'm ready to go. He actually said, I'm ready now to be poured out. I have fought the good fight. Hallelujah. I have kept the faith. I have finished the race. It's the right time. When people are running, you know, uh, uh, what do you call it? 200 meters or 500 meters, 1500 meters. They only consider to have succeeded when they finish the race. So Paul says, I have finished. He's not saying I'm going to. He says, all that I was called to do, I have done. I have finished the race. 
So don't tell me you have finished the race at 26. And we can't even see a record of what you have. What is this that you have accomplished? Hallelujah. So somebody said it's not even how. And I'm not talking of dying at 100 years. You know. It's okay. The Lord allows that. But you know what? It's not how long you live. It is fulfilling your purpose. Fulfilling your purpose. I said the other day that there are people now if, if somebody is 50 and the Lord knows they will die at 60 then that person is very old. It's very old because they only have 10 years. But if somebody is 50 and they are going to die at 95 that's a young man. They still have a long way to go. So it's not looking just at how old you are. Oh, I'm 35, I'm 55, I'm 65. No. It is even fulfilling your purpose. So I think that's what we need to look at. We are here to fulfill our purpose. And we can say now with Apostle and I know we like quoting that verse. I know we like writing it and quoting it in the obituaries. I have finished the race. I have fought the good fight and all that. And I think it's not about people writing it there for people to read. Paul did not, it's not John who wrote about Paul. Oh, he has finished the race. <laughs> he has kept the faith. He has fought the good. No, it's not somebody else who wrote about Paul. It's Paul himself who said, I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Amen? I have fought the good fight. There are some things that you do not wait for other people to say them for you. There are things, there's something you have to write them yourself. If it's about your purpose, your dream, your vision, the things you need to fulfill in this life, it's not people who will come and look for things. Sometimes even people lie when people die. Because they are trying to look for things. Oh, he did this, he did that, or oh, he did that. And they lie a lot. May people not come to look for things and write to them and say you have finished the race when probably you never finished. <laughs> well, stand on your feet. We'll continue from there. The Lord answered to me and said, write the vision and make it plain on tablets that he may run who reads it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time. Father, we thank you. We give you honor this morning for the vision, for the dream that you have given each one of us. I pray, oh God, that you may help us to fulfill this vision. Help us, oh God, to accomplish that which we were born for. We are all distinct. We are all different. We are all here to fulfill a given purpose. And I pray, oh God, that nobody here, no one listening to this message will die without fulfilling their purpose. May we join Apostle Paul in saying, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. Lord, this is our prayer that God, we will not go halfway, but we will finish our mission here on earth before leaving this world. We thank you, Lord. And I bless your people, I bless their lives, I bless their mission, I bless all that they do, that they may prosper by your grace. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. We believe that today's word has richly blessed you. If you have a prayer request, a testimony, or your wish is to simply receive Christ as your Lord and personal Savior, you may call or write to us on 726 303 934 or 0724-228-403. I repeat, 0726-303-934 or 0724-228-403. Feel free to visit our website on www.ofckenya.church Our Facebook page at Overcoming Faith Church, OFC and watch sermons on our YouTube channel, 
OFC Ministries. We invite you to join our life-changing services on Sundays. Our first service is from 8 to 9.45 a.m. and second service from 10 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. and on Wednesdays from 5 to 7 p.m. for our midweek services. We are located at Blessed House along Thicker Road right opposite Garden City Mall. And if that's too far for you, not to worry. You may also join one of our other branches near you, listed on our website. Welcome to Happy Life Children's Home, a rescue center for abandoned babies and one of our many transformative ministries here at OFC. You may visit Happy Life in Roisambo along Lumumba Drive next to Jessica Children's Hospital and Happy Life Christian School in Juja Farm. To support this great work, please forward your contribution to pay bill number 755512 and account name being your name. That is pay bill number 755512, account name being your name. One of our other rapidly growing ministries is the Jessica Children's Hospital. Jessica extends subsidized pediatric services to the community of children around Nairobi and its environs. Find us in Roisambo along Lumumba Drive next to Happy Life Children's Home. We are here because we care. Jessica Children's Hospital, health for body, mind, and soul. For more information on Jessica and Happy Life, please call us on 0732-899-869 and 0714-593-926. That is 0732-899-869. Eight six nine and zero seven one four five nine three nine two six, or visit our website on www.happylifechildrenshome.com. OFC, growing bigger and getting better.